Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go Inside the Coach's Headset. Hello, everybody. This is your host, Amos Rogan, and welcome to another episode of Inside the Coach's Headset right here on UCSportsNation.com. The podcast is brought to you by Tony Smith, your shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 931-520-7079 or go see him at his office at 425 East Broad Street right here in Cookville. Thank you all so much for joining our podcast and listening to them. Hopefully you're enjoying them. And if you are, please share these podcasts with everyone. We want to try to get as much exposure as we possibly can to our great upper cumberland coaches in all of our high schools and speaking of we are welcoming one of the great coaches that we have right here in the upper cumberland the head coach of the stone memorial panther basketball team coach neil caps coach welcome to the podcast thank you very much for having me amos pretty glad to be here uh coach I've always looked at Stone Memorial as as somewhat of a a unique scenario because the school itself is probably the newest high school in the Upper Cumberland area as far as just historically the school hadn't been around very, very long. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how uh, you got to get into coaching and how Stone Memorial has really been able to invest in their athletic program and especially their basketball program and really flourish from there? Well, that's a good question. Um, I actually started at our Crosstown Rival now uh, before Stone Memorial was ever built. I am a uh, CCHS or Cumberland County High School graduate of uh, class of 93, and I started teaching and coaching over there in 2000-2001 uh, school year uh, under Mike Buck, his first year there. And I was his assistant um, uh, for seven seven years over there. And, and then um, when the school split back in 2006, um, I stayed one more year over there and then finally came came over to Stone after that. So uh, I've been at Stone for the last uh, – this, this is the 14th year of the school, and this is my 13th year here. Uh, coaching, head coaching-wise here, uh, this I'm going into my eighth – season as the head coach at Stone Memorial and um, we, we, um, we've had a really strong tradition here in, in boys and girls basketball to be honest with you but um, we when we opened up we were double A and uh, we were you know at the, that's about where we you know if you look at our numbers our enrollment is around a thousand and twenty so double uh, A that would put us as a, at a very big double A and uh, uh, we we really that's a good good spot for us because we're able to compete uh, at that level pr- really good. And uh, a couple years after that, we we had a really really strong group of young men um, to come in that had been playing basketball for a long time. And you know, with with Brandon Cole, Brock Rowan, uh, Robert Truino. Um, and I'm, and you know, we had uh, guys older than them like Zach Sherrill and Mason Fox. We had a bunch of strong, strong character guys that were really solid basketball players, and um, uh, that was just that really helped push us over the edge uh, to to 
to have a lot of success. Um, and then we get a couple of more classes when you get the Luke Matthews and the Justin Simmons and, and Tyler Yoders. We're talking about every, almost every one of those kids went on to play college basketball. You can really build a strong program when you got that, that caliber of player. And we were able to have uh, a lot of, uh, um, success, made it to the state tournament back in 2011, 2012. And uh, from there, you know, we, we, we continued to have a lot of success. But just like any country school, which we are, um, we, we have our ebb and flow. We, we had some down years. And, and over the past couple, we, uh, we have worked our way to, to back to some, some pretty good success, which, you know, we're, we're obviously very proud of. But, uh, yeah, we, um, we, it, it, as usual, it, it does boil down to having really good players, really strong character individuals who are willing to come in and play hard. And that's, uh, and anybody will tell you, um, that a coach is only as good as his, his players. And, uh, that's, that's what we've been blessed with here at Stone Memorial is just really solid players. And tell us a little bit about some of the influences that you've been able to pick up on some of the coaches that you've maybe played for or, or at least been able to bend their ear on philosophy uh i've seen your teams play for for quite a few years now uh i i guess probably the greatest collection of pure shooters that i've seen in a long time is probably on a team the, the last two years that you've had T- tell us a little bit about how you're able to in, input some of your philosophy that you've been able to learn from from some influences into into the talent that you know that you have on your team. Well, I guess the first hand influences that you have, um, uh, obviously, my high school coach Mark Bray, um, uh, played. You know, that's in kind of yes, that is uh, Coach uh, Kevin Bray's from Cookville. Uh His brother he coached at CCHS when I was there. And uh, Coach Bray was a really strong, you know, toughness, instilled that toughness in you, competing, a hard-nosed basketball, which when you're, when you're not athletic or you, you, you're, not, you're just a bunch of small kids like we were, we didn't have a lot of tall heights and, and athleticism. Uh, we had to be tough, and Coach Bray did a really good job at that. And um, I took a lot of that from, from him in, in trying to instill that into our guys and competing. Uh, probably at the next level, I was able to play uh, for Randy Nesbitt at Rome, Rome State Community College. Um, I was there for a couple of years, <clears throat> and Coach Nesbitt really, really opened up the game to me. You know, in terms of uh, uh, you know the movement, motion, uh, strategy. Um, uh, you know, just really how to coach the game analytically and looking at it from different perspective, not just, you know, it's not just about playing hard or doing this. It's about skill development and, and having, having uh, I guess you can say, having more tools in the, in the old tool belt when you're out there on the floor. And uh, I really learned a lot of that off Coach Nesbitt, and um, I really I'm, I'm indebted to, to those guys like that that have, have afforded me that opportunity to play basketball and really helped me. Uh, and poured into me as as um, as an aspiring coach at the time. Uh, I mean, I knew I wanted to be a coach when I was a sophomore in high school, and be able to get around guys like that to it really helped. And and then moving on in and and being a, an assistant for Mike Buck, who you know had coached on two state championship teams, one at Pickett County, and then assisted for the '98 team. 
uh, excuse me, the 99 team at White County, you know, he, he really helped me. You know, that was a, that was a really, I, I fell into a great situation there where the guy had a, that was a, a, a lot, had a lot of knowledge and a lot of different levels as a player, as a coach himself. And he was able to really help me as well. And, you know, other influences as well. And a guy that a lot of people don't know that we were just blessed to, he just fell into our lap here at Stone Memorial. He was a retired, uh, professional coach in Europe you know he coached at Real Madrid in Europe played over there and um his name's Randy Knowles and uh he he just his his parents retired to Fairfield Glade and when he basically retired out of coaching he wanted to get back to his parents who were in their 80s now in their 90s and he wanted to get closer to them so he moved back here started teaching here at Stone and really became a a, a tremendous mentor to me and and, and uh, an ear that I could go talk to and uh somebody that could you know, help me with things. And he actually said, you know, and I've asked him questions. He would, he said, let me go look at, let me go look at that. And then he'd, he'd bring me something back. And I, I promise you, Amos, I still have these plays or these calls or these defenses in my playbook this, uh, you know, several years later from stuff that he's given me. Uh, so just, just having guys like that to really, to really influence you and pour into you, uh, it really helps to build you who you are and, and kind of as a coach. Um, so I, I'm really indebted to these men, but, uh, in referencing having just quality shooters now, uh, the last couple of years, uh, Stone has been blessed over the last several years with some really quality players, you know, uh, probably the, one of the purest shooters we've ever had in our program was a young man named Brock Rowan. And, uh, he, he graduated 2013 and Brock. Brock is uh, he in and shooting is shooting success is predicated on reps. Um, the, the old saying that I heard many years ago that um, quality time is always found in quantity time. Brock spent a lot of hours in the gym, and and you know you can you can try to say that um, I'm going to go in the gym and I'm going to work really hard for ten minutes and get a bunch of shots up. Well, you may do that, but you know to really dial in and get perfected uh you got to put in a lot of time you got to put in the, the quantity time and that's the one thing i that brock rowan would really do is he put in the hours he put in the hours and put in the hours and the reps and the reps before school after school before school after school uh it was just a tremendous shooter and now and, and several more as well people like tyler yoder uh, just in the gym all the time you know, successful people leave crumbs. Uh, those guys were always in the gym. They were always working before and after school, before and after practice. Um, and to the kids we have today that we just that just uh, graduated, you know, like uh, Justin uh, Justin Hedrick, Justin Hedrick, six uh, seven kid. He he's currently playing at Trevecca Nazarene in Nashville. He played his first college game the other day. You know, uh, and and is still shooting the ball well. Knocked down two big threes his first game there. It's just, and, and you got another kid that was a tremendous score for us, Brett Newcomb, over the last couple of years, just puts in time. You know, there's there's several names there of kids, and, and it, all of it boils down to the the hours of just sacrificial time of, uh, of shooting and shooting and working on your game and working on your craft. And at the end of the day, you know, I know as a coach we get to we get to um, claim a lot of those wins, but uh, you know we only we're only successful because the, the the finding players and having players that are willing to sacrifice time 
and and be driven and motivated um, to the grind of basketball because it is a grind. It's not easy to get to to, to put that much effort and time in all uh, constantly day after day. But to have kids like that that are willing to do that. And you know they make they make you look like a way better coach than what you really are when you you find a, a crop of kids that are willing to to sacrifice their personal time uh, to get better at basketball. So I, we we here at Stone Memorial uh, are, have been very fortunate to have really hardworking kids uh, over the past couple of years. So that that's what I contribute that to. So just a lot of hard work. And you've said and indicated you know the basketball season as a whole is is a grind uh, I, I recently interviewed uh, coach eric mitchell from white county and we talked a little bit about uh, the peaks and valleys of the season and you know that eventually uh, your team is going to peak and you're kind of hoping that it peaks around tournament time because that's where things really matter and uh, but as a coach and doing it as long as you have uh, even though you may have uh, kids who as you said you've got you've got leaders in the locker room who are out there shooting uh, doing things on their own personal time and and doing things without being asked to do them which is huge in this day and age of of kids in the (laughs) the world that it is um uh, you know that you eventually your your team is going to have to go through a rough patch you know you you know that your team is going to have to take a loss and uh how do you uh knowing that that's coming you know the 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 the, stri- the goal is perfection but that that's a very tough goal to achieve uh how do you cope with the, some of those things to make sure that yes let's learn from what our mistakes were but let's don't let's don't wallow in them because we got another game on friday night that's uh, that's so true uh here's the thing I, you can ask any coach any player from from Bristol to Memphis, from Maine to California, every team, every player wants to win every game. Okay, everybody wants the perfect season. You have to be you have to be wise enough to tell your kids early. There's a chance we don't win every game. Okay, and I and I and and going back to that, it is preparing them early, preparing them now. I've been talking to my kids since August. Uh, you know, it's not if conflict or struggle come it's when it's not if you know I, I i one of the things i tell them we have a very we started the season it was a very tough schedule you know we start out uh with with maryville uh maryville high school right off the bat who's got a d1 point guard going to Furman, and, and, you know with joe anderson and then we we play uh pickett county everybody knows pickett county tradition rich basketball up there mm-hmm. and then we play east hamilton back to back followed by a huge york team with coach taze up there in jamestown so there's <clears throat> there's our first five games we could be zero and five you know and i'd say we could be one and four zero and five I said, now yes, we could be five and zero, four and one, you know, three and two. But guys, that that's a strong schedule. That's a very, very difficult, imposing schedule. We could be one and four. What are we going to do? Are we going to fragment? Are we are we going to splinter? Are we going to start finger pointing? Work on that now. Don't wait until it's there. Uh, you know, one of the things I've been fortunate enough to learn, you know, uh, I heard many years ago as a young man, is be proactive, not reactive. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hope that we're you know not 
one and four and then say, man, what do we do now? I want my kids to be prepared for it. I don't really have to prepare a kid if we're four and one, five and oh. What do you, you know, everybody's going to be happy. Okay. Winning cures a lot of things, but I want to prepare our kids for the, for the possibility of a one and four start. You know, what are we going to do if? What are we going to do if? And I know that struggle is coming. I tell my kids, you know, I break it down. What are we going to do? I say, how are we going to handle the fact if we're, you know, under 500 at Christmas? Uh, even still, what if we're, you know, how are we going to handle it for two minutes to go in the game? We're down 11. Are we done? You know, so you you deal with conflict like you deal with a press press break. You deal with conflict and, and future conflict and future struggle like you you deal with shooting drills. You you're you're working on them now. You don't wait for them to get here. You work on those before it ever comes. You work on that mentality now, and that that becomes a part of your culture uh, that that it's established that that we're you know you, you know we know that we're going to have a rough season. And and I I, I'm, I try not to use a lot of cliches, but it's almost virtually impossible to, uh, when talking sports. But it, it truly is. It is a grind, and it's it's a it's a marathon. It's never a sprint. So you're going to, over a five month period, you're going to have struggle. You know, even undefeated teams are going to have struggle of some kind. You know, if a, a kid's not happy with his playing time. Uh, you know, you have an unexpected injury. Uh, we were we were rolling along last year just fine, and all of a sudden, one of my my one of my better guards, better shooting guards, um, he was shooting Amos. He was shooting fifty four percent from three through four games. I mean, he is absolutely shooting the lights out. We go to Knox Webb. We're playing really well. Knox Webb, if anybody knows, went on to win the state championship last year. We were playing really well at their place. First, at the end of the first quarter, kid dies for a ball. He gets his toe stuck underneath him lands on it and he rolls over on his back he's got a dislocated and broken ankle my third best my one of my better shooters is out for the year how do you handle that conflict you know how do you handle that struggle of possible big time injuries going to come your way so it really makes it you know you prepare kids in practice for that and you know you tell them hey we're one injury away from you being in the lineup we're one injury away from you being in our rotation so you need to prepare that way now. Don't we're not going to wait and hope you don't have to go in. We're going to every rep and every drill. You need to be focused. You need to be ready to go as if you are the starter, as if you are the first guy off the bench. Not if it happens, you know. So we really try to prepare kids beforehand, uh, you know. But and then, but it has it has served us well uh, in that, you know, because um, you know after that we did wind up losing that game, but we were able to roll off. Uh, about five, six wins in a row after that, you know, uh, even so because of just maturity and and hopefully preparing kids the right way um, that that it could happen at any time. So you, it's a great question that that conflict and struggle are always something you you better be prepared for early. We're listening. We're speaking with and listening to uh, the head coach of Stone Memorial Basketball, Coach Neil Caps, right here on Inside the Coach's Headset. Our podcast is brought to you by Tony Smith, your shelter insurance agent, and you are listening to this podcast on ucsportsnation.com. Coach Caps, uh, I, I, as I said before, I've seen uh, you. I've seen your team play. I've seen how you act uh, uh, out there on the bench. You are not a Bobby Knight type of coach uh, on the sidelines. You, you're you you have a quiet confidence about you. You're not a you're not a yeller, I guess is probably the best way to put it as far as that goes. 
um, in creating that culture within your team and knowing your players, uh, I, I think as as another coach told me one time, your your coaches or your players emulate your coach's actions, especially during a game. And uh, a lot of times, uh, the more uh, volatile, I guess it's probably the best way of putting it, type of, of characters or attitudes on the sideline, often the players will act out act out a little bit more on the floor. Uh, tell me how you kind of keep yourself in check. You know, officials, God bless them. And, and uh, full disclosure, I'm a TSSAA softball official, so – I, I understand some of the things that these guys go through. They're not perfect. They're not going to get every call right and everything. How do you keep yourself cool for the most part? You know, we all get excited because we're all competitive, but how do you how do you try to keep yourself cool through a game so that your players cannot get too high or too low? Well, uh, if you talk to some of the players I coached in my earlier years, they wouldn't agree with that assessment. And, and now, uh, but this is, uh, this is, you know, like I said, uh, about 15 years ago, I, I, I tell you, and there's no other way to explain this, um, but this is, uh, this was my, my experience, and this is, I know to be true. Uh, I had a heart change um, uh, about 15 years ago, in 2000, you know, almost 15 years ago in 2005. Um, I gave my heart to the Lord, and um, it, it it changed me uh, as a coach. First of all, it changed me as a husband, changed me as a, as a dad, uh, changed me as a coach, um, and um, it's a, it's amazing. It's amazing what Jesus Christ in your heart will do do for you I, I promise you i'm still not perfect i still get after my kids sometimes um you know and, and going back to those referees let me tell you something in our association working here in the upper cumberland uh we got some quality human beings that referee basketball uh, you know, they're not perfect but i tell you what i've had many refs come up to me and say coach i think i missed that and i'm like you don't need to apologize to me let me tell you something i've, I've missed many uh, I've called many plays over here tonight that that we didn't execute well. I said, I, I, I make mistakes, you're going to make mistakes, but we got some really good people that referee basketball around here, let me tell you. Uh, and and they, are, they aren't perfect, and they do sacrifice a lot of time, and they're good people. Um, you know, and, that, and sometimes we forget that uh, as coaches and, and people and fans, and I wish we wouldn't because these people are, are – they're sacrificing their time with their families. They're driving long distances to to help us push this this game we love forward. And uh, we they need a lot more appreciation than they do uh, the people that are. So many times they get that critique, and people are critical. And uh, I've I tell you, I've, I've had disagreements with referees, and I and I have went back and talked to them later and apologized to them because after you get away from it. You say, listen, I was out of line, and I apologize for that. And and um, these these people, they don't, they're not gr- beholding to grudges, and they're a bunch of quality individuals. But uh, there's there's no secret for me um, that that's what changed that's what changed me as a coach is is um, is is coming to know the Lord, and uh, you know you you I, I got Neil out of the way and let him lead my life, and um, like I said, you know. Jesus, does, Jesus, you know we're not perfect when that happens. And I promise you that we're we're not perfect. 
we still make mistakes. I still make mistakes every single day. I, I challenge my kids, and, and I share with people there is a lot of coaching guilt. When you challenge a kid sometimes and you leave the gym, you feel you might have got after that young man a little bit too hard. But the thing that, that somebody shared with me years ago, and, and, and this is what it all boils down to, is if that kid knows you love him or she knows you love her, they can handle you getting after them sometimes. And I make it a point on a daily basis to, uh, to let my kids know I love them. I, I, I make it, a, you know, to let them know I appreciate what they do. You know, a lot of people, we take that for granted sometimes as coaches that, that they owe, the kids owe us something. You know, these kids, these kids bring us, you know, whether we want to say it or not, I get a lot of pats on the back says, good job, coach. Man, great job, coach. And let me tell you something. If it wasn't for the kids, you know, none of this would be possible. The effort they put in, the willingness to run through a wall for you, dive on the floor. We literally set them up to do diving on the floor drills. How many people do you know that that you'll ask them, uh, here, do this drill, and they'll go – to go jump on a hardwood floor for you or you know or they'll put themselves play injured sometimes uh you know maybe with a tweaked ankle they're going to throw themselves out there or or when you they come to you say coach can you wrap my wrist my wrist been hurt you know but they go out there and practice for you because they're good teammates and sometimes we we forget to appreciate our kids um but um i i knew you know and i i, I tell you that's that's the crux of it you know just remembering um that uh, they're human beings and they're, 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 they care enough about you, but you better, they better know that you care about them. And that's what changed my coach. And that's why I'm not a, I try not to be a huge screamer, but now in defense of those out there, and I'm not perfect, but in defense of those that do have to raise their voice some, um, I share this with my, my players' parents all the time. I say, now you got to understand, there may be times I, I've got a thousand people in the gym, it's a tense moment. And I have to scream 60, 70 feet across all that ambient noise that, you know, in the gym and all that. I may have to raise my voice to your young man, and I won't have a minute and a half to talk to him. I'll have 10 seconds. So if I scream bots out really loud and I have a kind of a, a scowl on my face, I says, I don't, don't take, don't take that as me being angry or upset. It may be. You know, if I've got a scowl, that lets you know, wow, that's pretty important. And if I say it loud, man, that's really important. Because we've worked on boxing out. The young man knows what he should be doing. I'm just reminding him and just telling him how important we need it now. And that's all the time I have to get it to him. And it kind of makes more sense when you tell a kid, don't listen to, how, don't listen to what I'm saying, not how I'm saying it. And, um, it, it, you know, and you're right. If, if I'm going to be, if I want my kids to show composure and being composed in pressure moments, I guess I better be composed. I better show them what what a cool head looks like because I can't expect them to go out there and be cool headed and, and composed if I'm not. So uh, that's that's what it was. That's that's the way. For, no question. Uh, that's that's the, the the heart change that I had, and it changed me as a coach. And um, you know, and I'm still working, trying to be clay every day. You know, trying to be malleable, flexible, moldable, trying to get better, not being rigid, because uh, uh, I, I take critiques from my kids. I, I, you know, we do a leadership academy, a 10-week leadership academy with my guys one day a week leading up to the season. And one of the last questions in, in Chapter 10, the last chapter was, what, and I, it was to the players, how can, what, you know, what would you tell your coach how he can be a better coach? And I said, I don't want any, I don't want any sugarcoating. I want you guys to be honest with me, and they were. 
And uh, so, you know, just trying to be clay, trying to be malleable and moldable. That's 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 Neil Couch. That's that's you know, that's me. Well, Coach, I've I've I love the way that your teams play. I've got a ton of respect for you because uh, I've again I've I've watched you from afar uh, for quite a few years, and and Stone Memorial uh, has always been a team that you always have to deal with because uh, great shooters, great effort. And uh, it, it, it's always coming. Uh, it, it, I think it always comes from you, from the culture that you're setting forth for your team. So I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, you have been listening to Inside the Coach's Headset right here on UCSportsNation.com, sponsored by Tony Smith, your shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 931-528-7079 or go see him at his office at 425 East Broad Street, right here in Cookville. So, uh, Coach, again, thank you so much. Good luck on the upcoming season. I will definitely be there when you guys are playing. Um, and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Okay, Amos, thank you guys. Uh, thank you for what you do, and thank you for highlighting some of more high school basketball. We greatly appreciate that recognition, and the, the people at UC Sports Nation greatly appreciate what the guys that you – the things that you do and the platform that you're setting for, for Upper Cumberland basketball and Upper Cumberland sports in general. And I just want to say thanks and God bless. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go inside the Coach's Headset.